helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. A rotator cuff tear is such a common cause of pain and disability among adults. Close to 2 million people in the United States went to their doctors because of rotator cuff problems. My guest today is Dr. Mark Cavanaugh. He's an orthopedics and sports medicine specialist with Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Cavanaugh. First, I'd like you to tell people a little physiology lesson because so many people call it the rotator cuff and they don't know exactly what this cuff is. Is it a group of muscles? Is it one muscle? Tell them what is the rotator cuff. Sure. Well, the rotator cuff is a, is a series of four uh, tendons that connect the rotator cuff muscles uh, to the bone. So these rotator cuff muscles through the tendons allow us to uh, internally and externally rotate our shoulders. The shoulders have so many movements, unlike the hip and even the knee. They just do so many different movements. So how easy is it to tear the rotator cuff? Yeah, well, the rotator cuff is, you know, it's put under a lot of pressure because of the mobility that is associated with the shoulder joint. Also, a lot of our activities involve lifting, uh, range of motion, and overhead activity. So there is a lot of strain over time that uh, is placed on the rotator cuff. And, and we've seen in studies that uh, the rotator cuff tear, just as a normal part of age, I'm sorry, the rotator cuff itself, just as a normal part of aging, will have some degeneration and, and partial tearing and, and sometimes even full thickness tearing as uh, patients old uh, age and get older. That's true, isn't it? That sometimes it's just an aging thing and it makes you more susceptible. What else makes you more susceptible? Are certain sports contribute to this or certain things that they do in sports, biomechanics, that contribute to it? Sure, yeah. We see that in you know patients that are participating in overhead sports um, such as uh, baseball, lacrosse, uh, volleyball, swimming, uh, that can put uh, additional stress uh, onto the rotator cuff besides what you would do in, in normal day-to-day activities. Um, there is a condition called internal impingement, and that's when the, the arm is uh, abducted and externally rotated, similar to uh, the position a pitcher would, would be in at, uh, during a wind-up. Um, that would put some increased pressure on the rotator cuff and and therefore cause it to kind of wear out a little bit faster than a patient who isn't uh, participating in in these types of activities. And then you also have, you know, athletes that are potentially going to fall or um, land awkwardly on the shoulder, and these things can cause, you know, acute injuries to the cuff, so acute tears from a fall or or from a trauma. And even a shoulder dislocation could occur if the shoulder was placed into um, you know, an abnormal position, if the shoulder comes out of place, sometimes that can also uh, tear the rotator cuff. Are there some symptoms that would let people know because maybe they're not going to hear a pop? Maybe sure. it's not going to be something so obvious, but there are certain symptoms that are textbook for these type of tears. Yeah, traditionally, you know, a pain is the probably the number one complaint patients uh, present with. So pain with, uh, you know, attempted uh, range of motion, pain with lifting, pain with activity, Often patients will report they have pain at night during sleep, so they say you know during the day they sometimes can get through their normal day-to-day routine, but at night they get awoken by pain in the shoulder. Um, typically, if the rotator cuff tear is, is a bigger tear and it's more advanced, uh, we would typically see weakness as well. So the if the muscle that's attached to the to the shoulder isn't attached properly, the your ability to either externally or, or internally rotate your shoulder is going to be decreased. So weakness is a common presentation. 
Um, and also sometimes patients in a, in a later stage will have some atrophy around the shoulder. And what that means is that the, the muscles around the shoulder, because they're not working properly, because they're not attached, will kind of uh, decrease in size because there's no, you know, uh, function of that muscle. So over time, it just will um, uh, decrease in size and become abnormal. Do they fix themselves? Are they able to heal themselves? Yeah, that's the downside to a rotator cuff injury is that once the rotator cuff is torn, it, it typically will attract, retract a, a bit from where it's supposed to attach. And the longer a tendon has been torn, um, the more retraction you can get. So the, the body does not really have an ability to, to get that rotator cuff tendon back down to, to the bony insertion where it's supposed to normally attach. So usually if you have a, a full thickness tear, we know that it, that is not something that typically will heal. Um, it just depends on a lot of the times on how big that tear is. So, you know, the rotator cuff um, uh, tendon is composed of four tendons. So if you have a smaller tear and, and just one of those tendons, sometimes the remainder of the tendons will allow you to have okay function and, and, and even, you know, the strength might not be that decreased. But as, you know, a tear may get bigger or, or more involved, um, more of the, the rotator cuff tendons are torn and then therefore not working properly, and that can lead to... Um, to increase symptoms and, and worse uh, pain and weakness. When is surgery kind of your last option? Sure. So for a lot of patients, we we do try some initial conservative treatment because, you know, we do know that, you know, for, for the acute tears, those are, are usually in younger active patients, and a lot of times those they, those will need to be fixed more acutely. But in, in, when patients are in their 40s and 50s and 60s and beyond, the, the, the fact that the rotator cuff is kind of tearing um, partially due to aging and the, and the, just the rotator cuff itself, kind of some wear and tear, we will, we will try to manage those patients uh, some, with some initial conservative treatment. So there's different things we try. You know, one of the first things is some medication. So an anti-inflammatory medicine sometimes will calm down if there's some associated rotator cuff tendonitis or bursitis, that will calm some of that down and give some, some patients relief. Um, steroid injections are very common for, for rotator cuff problems. So we can put a, an injection into a space right above the rotator cuff called the subacromial bursa, and that often will help patients that have some associated tendonitis and some bursitis and some pain from the rotator cuff tear. And then also physical therapy times can be helpful. So the physical therapist will do um, modality-type treatments, which are like heat and ultrasound and massage and TENS, and then some stretching exercises to, to try to help regain range of motion and then some strengthening. So if you can strengthen the remainder of the rotator cuff and and some of the the muscles around the shoulder, sometimes that will allow you to have pretty good function. So physical therapy is often uh, helpful in, in patients uh, early on in this process. And what's involved if you do have to do surgery? Yeah, the rotator cuff surgery itself is, is not a very big operation. A lot of the times nowadays we do it arthroscopically, so we're able to make some small incisions and then put a camera inside the shoulder and above the shoulder to look at the cuff tear and then put it back down and to, to repair it, usually through something called suture anchors, which go into the bone, and that allows us to retie the tendon back to where it belongs. So the surgery itself is not a, a huge one. It's usually about an hour and a half to two hours. It's a same-day procedure. Um, so you go home afterwards. A lot of times patients nowadays are getting blocks, uh, which are the, the anesthesiologists are putting some numbing medicine in the nerves that that go down into the shoulder, and that really helps us, uh, you know, uh, postoperatively control your pain. Um, but the really the 
the uh, the bad part about a rotator cuff repair is just that the recovery itself is quite lengthy. So for the first six weeks after a rotator cuff repair, you're going to be in a sling um, where you're only able to do what we call passive range of motion. And that means you're going to take the other arm to move the operative, uh, operative arm around. You can't actively um, fire your rotator cuff or use your rotator cuff muscles because that will put too much stress on the repair. So that's for the first six weeks. And then from week six to 12, that's when we start active motion, meaning you're actively using your rotator cuff and your shoulder muscles, and uh, the therapists are going to help you kind of regain the range of motion. And then usually at three months on or 12 weeks, that's when you start strengthening. So you start to use some bands and you start to use some weights to try to get the, the strength back in the rotator cuff. So we have to protect you for a long period of time to allow this uh, rotator cuff tendon to heal back down properly into the bone. So that, you know, holding you back and protecting your, your repair will cause you to develop some stiffness and weakness. So for most patients, I'll, I, I tell you that it takes about a 6 to 12 months to completely recover from a rotator cuff surgery. At six months, you'll be feeling pretty good. But, you know, from six months to 12 months, you'll, you'll definitely have more improvement and you'll get stronger and you'll have better flexibility. And then does scar tissue develop? Occasionally it does, yeah. So, you know, stiffness and weakness are, are, are kind of a normal um, um, complication from this surgery. Um, so that's, that's why it's pretty important to, to, to be in physical therapy and, and not only to, to go to therapy, but also to work on an exercise program at home. Um, but, yeah, occasionally patients will get um, a lot of scar tissue and, and kind of have limited mobility. So I wouldn't say that this is very common, but sometimes patients will need to go back in uh, for a procedure called a manipulation under anesthesia, and that's where we kind of break up the some of the scar tissue um, uh, when the patient's asleep so that we're able to kind of move the shoulder without causing pain. Um, but again, that's not something that's kind of frequently done. It's for patients that uh, d- develop stiffness in the shoulder that's not really responding to therapy. Is there any prevention? Um, I would say that keeping the shoulder muscles um, uh, you know, active and in good shape is, is probably some prevention. So, you know, if you can keep the muscles strong with lower impact activities, so, you know, le- less weights, um, you know, higher reps, um, um, uh, things that are only going to put too much stress on the rotator cuff. We want to kind of keep everything strong, but we don't want to uh, overdo it and uh, cause too much stress. Uh, but, you know, overall, keeping the shoulder healthy will keep it functioning more properly and therefore you'd be less likely to develop problems um, uh, down the road uh, from the rotator cuff itself. Dr. Cavanaugh, in just the last few minutes, tell us about your team at Summit Medical Group. Sure. Well, we're very excited that we're opening up a new orthopedic uh, office in in Warren, New Jersey. Um, And it's an office that has multi-specialty types of uh, musculoskeletal doctors. We have some orthopedic surgeons who specialize in sports medicine, hand surgery. We have some uh, physical medicine and rehab doctors. We have some podiatry doctors. So we can really meet uh, all of the needs of, of our patients uh, with pretty much any type of musculoskeletal problem. Um, and this office that's being opened is, is primarily all, all going to be all orthopedic. So really kind of directed at meeting all the needs of, uh, of patients in this area. Thank you so much. What great information. You're listening to SMG Radio, and for more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.